Hello, everybody, and welcome back to 321 Go. My name is Ben Barber. I am your host for this show. Today, once again, we are spotlighting someone who does a tremendous amount of good in their community. Uh, my guest today is Sarah Manyi. Not only does she do a lot of good in her community um, in, in Canada, in, on in Ontario, I believe, outside of Toronto or in Toronto. I'm not sure. It's been a while. Um, but not only does she do a lot of good in that community, but she does a lot of good uh, just in the theater community as a whole. And um, and I'm I'm so proud and happy to know her and uh, and the wonderful work that she's doing at that showbiz. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Sarah Manyi. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Ben. <laughs> Not is... hey Siri. <laughs> Not hey Siri. Hey Sarah. <laughs> Siri, knock it off. <laughs> Perfect. Hey Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? No. Hello. I'm fine. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear that? I did. Hello. I'm fine. It's incredible. Hello, Miss Manyi. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I've been I've been better uh, because I'm apparently at war with my MacBook. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I hear that. I'm always at war with technology. It's uh, it's a thing. So. Oh, I. I need to find, I, at some point during this, I will find the Sarah using technology. Oh, yes. Uh, so I did not do a great job of, of hyping you up as much as I should have before, before I brought you on. Um, tell people who you are and what you do and where you're from. Hi, everyone. My name is Sarah, and I always like to shout out Ben, who pronounces my name correctly. I'm used to saying Magni because I just adapted that over the years, but it is Sarah Magni. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, I live in Toronto, um, and I run a theater company just outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, and my theater company is called That Showbiz Theater Project. We use theater to educate, empower, and ignite social change. Uh, we work on flipping the paradigm on whose stories get told by who, uh, really working on um, working with folks who have been traditionally underrepresented on our stages and who have been underserved by theater education in general. Uh, and our main focus wor is working with youth and adults who um, are neurodivergent and or have intellectual disabilities. Um, you are, I believe, strongly, uh, fundamentally changing the way that uh, theater is um perceived and uh and 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 opening it up to a new opportunity to help so many other people who um who benefit so greatly like everybody benefits greatly from 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 theater and from the community aspect of it and 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 uh especially um especially the the communities and the people the people who uh who you have um have 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 really uh opened the theater to and like sometimes sometimes this conversation gets weird because opening the theater to a certain demographic of people sounds like the dumbest statement ever because theater is something that sh that should be all inclusive and should you know um but there are so many uh there are so many things in life that you don't realize were so non-inclusive until um, until until something starts to be done about it. And that's something that uh, you have fundamentally changed my viewpoints on and um, and something that I've seen firsthand that really, really, really affects those kids in a positive way and, and the adults. And I think 
and the families too. Like I, I, I love what you do. I could not be a bigger fan of you. Um, and, and that showbiz. So thank you, uh, on behalf of everybody who's ever, uh, stepped foot on a stage or, um, wanted to tell a story because everyone should have that opportunity. And, uh, the, the work that you are all doing there is fantastic. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, you and I met each other 15 years ago, almost to the day. Uh, so we always have this conversation. So what are we doing on our anniversary today? Ben? I know. Um, so today is actually today is today when we're recording this actually is Dave's birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, um, Dave. He can, he might be able to hear you. He's upstairs having a date night. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but, uh, I I loved it and honestly like the I'm I made a hand we didn't stay for too too long um it, at at the acting school in New York City uh Dave and I did not stay too too long um we made a handful of friends and by a handful of friends I mean mainly two um but uh but you were you were one of them and honest to god like if if I got nothing out of that school uh I, Dave and I both agree with this. I think it was worth the sixty thousand dollars just to just to know uh, just to know you and to and to uh, be able to be affected by uh, by by the wonderful work that you're doing. Um, what was your journey to starting? Like, when did you fall in love with theater? Why did you move to a different country to go to college for theater? College for theater, and then. Uh, and, and then what brought you back home and to start this organization? Oh, wow. So well, thank you for all of that, by the way. That was so lovely. Uh, I love being on your show. I just get to hear how wonderful I am. Uh, sorry that my dog is so needy. Um, okay. And the dog's name? Shakespeare, of course. <laughs> um, so I think I would, well, I mean, I had always been performing as a kid, which is what you always hear from people who go into the theater. But the main thing was I was a weird kid. I was always a weird kid. I always had a hard time finding a space that was for me. Um, and I started to find that in theater spaces. I was like, oh, wow, these are these are my people. I went to an arts high school and I'm so grateful that I went to an arts high school. Um and yeah, it was just like really cool to like see yourself and find yourself in other people. I know that that's like, that's not everybody's experience. And so I think that that was the main thing was just like finding a community um, that was similar and, and being able to tell stories and tell other people's stories and, and um, get to do justice to that. And it's like so lovely. And so, yeah, so I went to an arts high school, whatnot. And then when I was auditioning for colleges, I mean, you know, you always have like, if you want to be on Broadway, it's like, yeah, that's your thing. Like if you see, if, and I was doing musical theater, I'd started off as a singer, really. I was doing opera and all that kind of stuff. And then I kind of made the switch and I was like, because I kept getting um, feedback when I would perform opera, I would do like competitions and stuff. And the, they would be like, wow, this is some of the best acting we've ever seen, but I would never win for the opera because they'd be like, wow, like you really can act. And I was like, okay, well, what, what else is, can I do that I can sing and act? And I was like, oh, there's this musical theater thing. And, and at the time, like Toronto's really 
quite good now, but at the time there wasn't a whole lot of programming here. Um, and so I was like, all right, let me like audition for stuff in New York city. I got in and then I went to school there. I lived there for like six years. It was like super, super fun. Um, incredible place to be. And so that's, that's, I think that was your first question, was it? <laughs> uh, it was my first and second question. Um, <laughs> okay. my, first, my first and second question, what got you into theater? And then why did you move to a different country? Yes. I mean, it's only like eight hours, right? It's all, like, it's not that. Yeah, it's very close. If you take a flight, it's not even an hour. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're very close for sure. However, it is technically a different country, and I'm sure that you had a lot of um, extra steps to getting to go to school than I did. Yes. Um, so, and then, uh, and then you spent six six years in New York City, um, and uh, and then and then you return home to start this program. Um, what what was the inspiration for that? Um, I feel like I get this question a lot, and I just feel like there was inspiration, kind of um all over the place um but I was like yeah I want to like I want to bring back what I've learned home it really felt like that um but also just like it, it that show was quickly started to evolve because it was starting to become a place like the spaces that I had you know been through that uh were people that didn't fit in were able to come together and kind of tell their stories and, and tell stories together um, and be seen and heard and understood. And there's these friendships, like we're, we're, we're going to go on 10 years next year. <laughs> um, so uh, there's friendships that have been built um, across age, across life experience that have still to this day, like I have students in, who have graduated university and who are like getting married and stuff like that. It's kind of wild. And to, to this day, um, still have these friendships that they built up that showbiz. And so um, I started to be like, I started to have moments of like, I started to critique the theater. I was like this space, um, I was very lucky that it was a safe space for me, but I started to realize it wasn't a safe space for everybody. And I was like, but it needs to be because it's like when it can be, it's literally the safest space on earth. And so it's so unfortunate that people that could really benefit from a space like this are not, are not getting um, uh, this theater, theater training and also this opportunity to connect with community. We do a lot of device theater as well, telling our own stories in our own way which is like really, really super crucial, which has been the whole, the whole game changing thing for me, that kind of work has been super, super powerful and, and exciting. And so it just needed to happen. It just felt like a real necessity. And I felt like also we've, we've just been under underutilizing theater this whole time. And I was like, I love this thing. And I want to fall in love with this thing again. I was a little bit jaded. I was going for auditions and whatever. And I was like, I don't want to be beauty on the in the be in beauty and the beast on a cruise ship that's fine like for anybody who does like that's a literally amazing and like i would watch it every day but i was like i this is not what this is not i'm not connecting to this and like what am i doing and and i and i was like do i actually hate this and i was like no i don't hate this um i just want to see it do something else <laughs> i i completely agree i my teacher actually uh my acting teacher like my main acting teacher whatever class that was at um at school uh when we did like our semester review um where like they pulled you aside and talked to you about like what you're what you can do better and stuff he was like um you should go home 
you're <laughs> he was like you're great you're like you're great you're doing like you're one of my favorite actors in the class um but you should go home like you clearly have something else that like you know like this is a little bit of an actor factory and and if you want to go be an extra on broadway for a few years this is a great place for you to be but if you want to like do some stuff on your own like you should leave yeah <laughs> and and i was like thank you and he gave me a lot of wonderful advice before that about acting but um but that was that was really powerful uh stuff and i like i took him up on it and i i left like a week after that but um <laughs> but uh and he was like the school is great the school is wonderful the grind afterwards is like there are certain parts for certain people and if you want to like all of the kids in the integrated program are going to end up on cruise ships and in chorus lines and like and if you want to do the thing that you want to do you should go home and take everything that you learned here and go apply it to what you wanted to do and i was like yep i'm in and I, and I and I and I did that and I uh and I'm so happy that you did because the you know you could have you could have like six Tonys right now and you would not and you would not and you would not have the impact that you've had uh in in the theater community that you've had with your small um community-based and children's based youth-based theater in toronto uh truly like that's how special what you do is so um i think that everybody like has their own things and i'm so glad that you felt a little jaded and felt a little out of love uh with theater and went home and created this beautiful organization uh because that's what you needed to do and like and and that's that's amazing and also i think it like goes to show so like this 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 show is called three two one go, and the name it's actually where the name of the company came from three two one media. Um, it came from the idea of uh, I was doing an episode of the five minute show with somebody and it was going over as as it always does, <laughs> and um, and I was like, you know, I really I really love talking to people that just go out and do the stuff that they that they want to do, and that like um chase their dreams and are and just have the audacity to do stuff and have the audacity to change their dreams and and redefine what that means and like um you know see the see the signs on the road and and turn off when they need to and speed up when they need to and like you know and um and to just like go and to just like take a break take a second think of where you're going like count to three and then go and then go do the thing. And um and I was like, that's what I should call that's what I should call the show. I should just call the show three, two, one, go. And then I was like, I should just name the entire company that. So um <laughs> so that's like that's what I love. And and that's um and that's something that I've always uh admired about you um is that you have that spirit, you have that uh that will and that um humility to uh to both bet on yourself and realize when you're not happy and to change directions um and i think that that's amazing um so again like huge fan of you huge fan of everything that that showbiz does uh my next question for you is this um 
<laughs> what do you have going on right now? Because I know that like at the beginning of the pandemic and, and during uh, a bunch of the middle part of it, not even, I don't know when the middle is, but um, <laughs> the middle, where is the middle? Where's the beginning? Where's the end? Where is the end is all I care about. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm kind of I'm kind of aware of when the beginning was, and I'm aware that all of this is the middle, and I would really love to get to the end. Yeah. But um, but what have you been doing? Uh, what have you been doing recently? I know that you were doing a lot of virtual stuff. Um, what have you been doing recently? We still are doing a lot of virtual stuff. Uh, we recently got a big grant to start um transitioning and doing like uh, some hybrid stuff and some stuff in person. So we've started slowly um, transitioning in person. I mean, we're, you know, we're very like trauma informed and very um, a disability informed space. And so we're not going to rush anybody into anything. So as long as the pro the, the online programs work for people, we're going to continue to do them. Um, and it may be forever. Like it may be something that's always going to work. It, it was kind of like a, a blind spot for me um, because I had never thought of doing stuff like that. And we've now had people that have come like to our programs, like from the States, from across Canada, from all over. Um, and we're able to, to, to join us and folks that perhaps can't for whatever reason um, come to a studio, um, even being immunocompromised in general, even outside of a pandemic, sometimes it's hard. Uh, so we've had folks that really can't come to a studio able to do our programs. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, how come I did not think of this as an access need that was able to be met. And at the same time, that's not everybody. At the same time, some people some people couldn't do the online programs. So, I mean, it's something that maybe we need to do both. Um, and so right now, I'm really excited. We're doing a series of workshops called Our Stories Through. And what kind of like I, I think about when doing this, this type of programming, um, and I work with a, you know, a variety of different communities, but um, specifically with our neurodivergent folks and folks with intellectual disabilities. Um, sometimes when programming happens, um, and this is just a generalization, but um, arts programming uh, or sports or anything like that, it's like, oh, this is something, you know, to get them out of the house for them to have fun or whatnot. Um, and I was like, there's opportunity here and I'm here to advocate for casting folks with disabilities in roles written about people with disabilities. We, you know what I mean? Like we are so far behind in doing that type of work and it really is, it is really violent and it's really a threat. And like, and like, these are folks that are already traditionally underpaid and having jobs taken from them. And then people are getting awards be just simply because they're playing folks with disabilities. So it needs to be eradicated. So, a poor, you know, there, there, there's options. Like you can come to that showbiz for recreational and community, and that's super, super important. But I also am have been always working to train our folks to be able to do that stuff because these spaces this training opportunity and education opportunity is not being offered to these folks to begin with and so now they're already like a leg behind so i've you know i'm working with you know learning what agents in toronto will take folks with disabilities and you know connecting with them and like and connecting them with people in the industry um and having folks with disabilities who are in the industry who are working coming in and doing workshops and like teaching like we have one coming up called casting um, actors with disabilities. And so we have a bunch of actors with disabilities coming in. It's a virtual workshop. It's on November 27th. So anybody can join it. And actually Tal Anderson, 
who's an incredible performer with autism. And she uh, she was on the show Atypical, the Netflix show Atypical. She'll be joining us uh, to answer a few questions. She also is a filmmaker herself. She actually makes and edits films. So she's super amazing. And so she'll be coming to that as well as a bunch of other facilitators. And we have like dance and movement workshops. Uh, we just did a public speaking workshop recently. Um, oh, how to make TikTok theater. So stuff like like actual things that are um, that you can use in daily life, not just to tell your story, which is super, super important, but also if you want to kind of follow this down a career path, you can. And we, and that's how it starts with us. It starts with us being like, yes, you want to be an actor and you have Down syndrome. Why the F not? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And let me make this a space where you learn for real. For real. You're, we're not just here to babysit you. You don't need to be babysat. <laughs> like, that's just like a common misconception. I'm here to teach you how to be an actor in your own way. And not just me, but facilitators who have Down syndrome and are acting. And we, we've we had them. We have, we, we know very successful actors um, who um, have disabilities who have come in and taught our classes. So that's like kind of the big thing that's happening right now. And this is, this is, this is huge and really, really important. And I'm really excited about it. As you should be, because <laughs> it is huge and it is really important. And it's, um, you know, underserved, like, and, uh, I think that the, I think that my favorite thing about the internet is that, um, it has allowed for, uh, all sorts of things to to happen and to speed up and for conversations to be happening about inclusion um you know in because you know there's a reason like there's a reason that more communities um have been able to band together been able to do things that they've never been able to do before and that's because of communication and um and and i think that like having the ability to um to, to do these things that you're doing right now where you're able to say like we can make an online class we can make an in-person class we can do this we can do that we can advertise um we can advertise, we can let people know what we are. We can like, there are so the, the, the cost of entry for all of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like these kids are getting an education and, and everybody they're getting an education that like we had to go to New York and pay $60,000 for. And, um, and the fact that that's available now and it's something that is available and, and open to, uh, a kid with Down syndrome who wants to be an actor whose parents never would have paid $60,000 for them to move to New York City because that would be in, you know, in for, for whatever reason like that, that would be an, an impossible or insurmountable task for them is able to to learn in a safe space with people that care about them and um, and and do not treat them differently like that's beautiful that is like everything about what you do is so powerful um 
And when I say you, I mean you are the the founder and and the creator and and the main you know, I I don't want to say main force actually, but you are like the central force behind the scenes of it, but you're not the main force because the main force and what you've done so beautifully and what I've gotten to see firsthand is that the main force of that showbiz, the main force of this um, incredible program are the kids and the instructors and the people that are out there doing it themselves. And that's, what's really, really awesome. Um, and, uh, and it's, and it's so cool. It's like, it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen, which is why every time I do a show for any reason, I'm like, Sarah, can you be one of my first guests? Because you're like the coolest person that I know. And I want to brag about it. Um, so I think that that's, that's amazing. Um, something that you said earlier about theater being a safe space, and that's not always true, obviously, but the in its best moments, theater is a safe space. For the majority of people that felt different in high school or whatever, theater... They went to theater and had it and, and had it be a safe space. Like those are those are stories that being a theater kid, I have heard over and over again. Um, I actually saw a TikTok last night. You you talked about being a TikTok creator as a and and telling stories on TikTok and doing theater for TikTok. Um, I was uh there is a a TikTok creator, I don't remember his name at the moment, but he um he always does funny stuff like you know, like nostalgia posts about the nineties and whatever. And yesterday he posted something where he told a story about how his mom died of cancer when he was in high school. And improv was a really big thing at his high school for some reason. <laughs> and he wanted to be one of the cool kids, but he wasn't, but he was in a play with all of the cool kids and his mom was in hospice and she died. And he went to, he went after he said goodbye, he went to rehearsal that night cause he didn't know what else to do. And all of the cool kids like embraced him and came to the funeral the next week. And like at the funeral, after the funeral, the reception, not during the funeral, asked him like to do improv with them. And that they like saved his life and they gave him purpose and that they were all like his friends for the next 15 years or whatever. And I was like, that's a story I recognize. That's a, that is what theater means to me. Like the first time I fell in love with theater was in fourth grade my sister died. I was not a popular kid in school. I was fourth grade, so it wasn't that bad, but I, you know, I was not the most, like I was lonely. And there was a show that we were doing in fourth grade about a lonely boy who wanted to go and search for friends. And I loved being a part of it. And then in high school, like my dad had a stroke and I went to rehearsal, found out my aunt had cancer when I was at rehearsal um, like all of these terrible, uh, later when I was running my own theater company, like a childhood friend's sister died and I was able to like talk to the people in my cast and crew about it and be comforted. Like the, the, the level of love and support from the people around you when you're creating something as all encompassing as theater is, is, is immense. And, um, and it's something that should not be excluded 
for other there should be no barrier to entry to that because it is one of the most powerful experiences you can have i i told kids for years when i was teaching high school um drama like i was the director of high school drama clubs um theater is like you're on the sports team and you're guaranteed to go to the playoffs and win because you're gonna have the <laughs> you're gonna have the show at the end you're gonna have the championship game and you're gonna win but it's all of the camaraderie and all of the stuff that's been celebrated in like movies and TV shows for 50 years of like the high school sports team. It's all of that. It's all of that nostalgia and great stuff um, with like with a guaranteed victory at the end because you're putting it in and you're getting and like, I don't know. I, I think that arts education is like a fundamental thing in in life and and an opportunity that everybody should have and um and it makes me really emotional to think about all of the work that you do with everybody because some of them are there for the community some of them are there because they want to be professionals some of them are there because they're going to take traits that they can go and then do i don't remember her name but there is a girl in one of your classes that wanted to do tiktok dances every single week when she signed on um, I, I love yeah, her so much. Talking about Julia, and Julia actually has over one million TikTok followers. She's actually viral on TikTok. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that was not the case, and that was not the case a year ago. <laughs> yeah, but, no, it's it's pretty recent. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. She uses TikTok to as empowerment. She's got Down syndrome, um, and so she's a great dancer. And so she's a great dancer, and she's and she's the sweetest kid in the world. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm I'm so happy that that's and that's the other thing. Like she's able to have a million followers on an app because it's 2021 and you can do that and you can go somewhere like that showbiz and like be encouraged, you know, like I don't even I don't like I hesitate to use the word like empowered because um because like i feel like everybody needs to be that and it feels like something that yeah. you're that you're specifically saying to a disenfranchised group of people right but like encouraged yeah. right if you if you take away the the like the empowerment and the, and the words that like say and it, people need encouragement everyone needs encouragement everyone needs a place to feel safe and a place to feel like they can grow and um i just like that's all oh, that just made my day that she had a million <laughs> followers on TikTok because that's all she talked about last year. And I love that so much because she was just like, can I do a TikTok dance in the middle of the show? And you were like, yeah, OK. <laughs> and like, that's so cool. I want to swear right now. I'm not going to, but I want to swear because that's really effing cool. Like, oh, my God, you just made my night. <laughs> I'm so glad. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's also just being witnessed. Um, and, uh, and using that, some of that yes. And on our end as well, like wh I don't, I don't stand in anybody's way. We do theater so much differently. We do theater. I call it radical accessibility and it's devised theater, um, where they get to create. And in the beginning, when I first started the program, I was like, why is nobody doing this? 
and you know, we'd get in a room and everybody was like, sorry, I don't know. What are we supposed to be doing? Like, and, and it wasn't, and it, it's not because these folks had disabilities, but it was because they had never been asked for their opinion before and what they wanted to do. They've been told what to do their whole lives. And it's like, I, they have never been trusted with creating something. And so here we say you can create your thing and you get to work on your opinion forming skills. And therefore, you also get to work on your self-advocacy because that's also, you know, an issue. People with disabilities get taken advantage of a lot. And that's because nobody has ever told them that they can stand on their own two feet, create their own thing and tell their own stories. It's 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 all really huge. And that's the big thing is be, is being witnessed for who you are. And that's like that's exactly what you were describing. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just that it's just being witnessed. We all just need to be witnessed, all of us. And that's, and, and it's huge. And some people spend their whole lives not being seen and witnessed. I just read um, a book with my book club um, called life is a unicorn. And the person who writes it's a non-binary Muslim drag queen grew up half their life in Saudi Arabia. And then in, in, in Britain and man, like nobody, uh, everything was just like so much racism, so much like homophobia, everything was just directed at them to a point where they were starting to dissociate and be like, I don't think I, I don't think I exist because I just can't exist in this body. And they wrote a film, they're an actor as well. And they talked about a drama teacher changing their life. And it was like, so I was very biased towards this book. I was like, this is amazing. I love this memoir. And then they wrote a film, literally just, it was like a catharsis about their life and their story and their mother not accepting them. And watching, just being able to watch that as they were directing it, they said, um, like, if you ever get the opportunity to tell your story, to tell your story and have actors act it out, which is, which is, this is a format we use in three plays in 30 days, our other program. And we've had um, some trans youth that have come through that program who have been totally like been able to validate their experiences where they weren't validated before. And so they were literally describing basically a program except through a film lens and being like, if you, and they were advocating, like, if you can ever get the opportunity to like literally just give your story to somebody and watch it, it's literally like this super healing process because you're, 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 you're being witnessed and that's and that's and that's huge because otherwise you disappear. You don't see who you are because it, it, their whole life they were being told like, no, no, you can't be gay. No, you can't be this. No, you can't be that from their parents. And then they turn around and the white kids are like, well, you're a terrorist. The, the casting directors casting them as a terrorist. Like it's just like like they just couldn't find themselves. So it's a moment just to to witness, to be witnessed. So, yeah. Wow. That's um it's really powerful. Uh it's like I find it hard to um to talk about the the stuff that you're doing because it's like and you know and again, I am heaping praise on you, but I'm heaping praise on every single person that participates. Uh, and I hope that that comes, I hope that that oh, shines yeah, through. Sure. Like it's, um, it's, it's, it's awe-inspiring. And yet like, this is how simple it is. Yes. It's not complicated. Yes. To be witnessed is not complicated. This isn't complicated. 
I wish that I didn't have to stand up and applaud you for 30 minutes every time I talk to you because of how impressed I am with everything that you do and everybody that is around you does. Like, I wish that this wasn't a thing. I wish that this wasn't cool. I wish that this wasn't novel. Um, but it is right now. And that's something that you also have to accept. Like it is, it is novel right now and it is great. But, um, let me say this actually, because I think that this is a really, this is a really good point. Um, somebody, yeah, the other day, like last week I did a senior resource fair for, um, for a, a nonprofit in Rhode Island that, um, all they do as a nonprofit is give uh, information to elders, caregivers, um, all of that stuff, uh, seniors, uh, caregivers, professionals, and veterans. That's all they do. They distill all of the information from all of the government agencies and everywhere that you can get it, and they give it out. And we were doing a senior resource fair, and um, and I do a lot of work with this organization anyway, and I said to Deb, the um, executive director of the nonprofit afterwards. I really wish that I, every time I'm, I'm at one of these things, I really wish that something like this existed five years ago that I could have seen before my parents went into the nursing home, before they got sick, before they passed away. Um, you know, and I like, maybe I wouldn't be in the mess that I'm in now with their, with like settling their estate and doing all of that, like unfun stuff and, and, you know, um, dealing with the United States healthcare system. And, um, but I was like, I really wish that this existed five years ago. So I could have, I could have watched this five years ago. And she said, um, yeah, but in five years, everybody that's watching this right now won't have to say that. And that's a really good feeling. And for that, I think like, you know, I say like accept the applause and accept the the um, celebration of this novel idea of treating people like they are equal and should be treated. <laughs> like accept that praise, um, even though it's uncomfortable because like it's so simple and shouldn't it just always be this way? I say like accept that praise, Sarah and everyone at that showbiz um, and other organizations like you, because someday, because of the work that all of you are doing, this isn't gonna be novel anymore. And it's not gonna be a thing. And no one's gonna really care. And it's not gonna be applauded because it's an everyday thing. And, you know, actors with disabilities will just happen. And all of, and like all of these things will just happen. And that is astounding when you are able to help start writing a wrong that never should have been wronged in the first place. But it is, and that's where we are. And I say kudos to you and my hat is off and I applaud you guys so much. Um, and, uh, and I cannot wait for 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when there's um, a That's Showbiz, not necessarily you, not putting that all on you, but there's a, that, there's a That's Showbiz in every town in America and every town in Canada and every town in the world that does theater because that's the new normal and that's how it goes. And, and, and there isn't even a That's Showbiz because every community theater has this 
<laughs> that's the goal. That's that's the goal. So I I um yeah. I love you, Sarah. You're amazing. Oh, I love you too, Ben. <laughs> um, I love doing this. This is so great. So uh what can people sign up for right now? What do you got cooking? You know, yeah, our our stories through workshops. We've got three more three more left, and uh, two of them are virtual. So if you're not in Toronto, uh, that's totally cool. You can register for the virtual. So the next ones, we've got a dance and movement one, which is in person, coming up on Saturday. They're the next three Saturdays. The Saturday after that is our casting actors with disabilities workshop that Tal Anderson's going to be at. So that's definitely one to check out uh, that we're really really excited about. And then on Saturday, December fourth, I believe it is, uh, we have our TikTok theater workshop. So those last two um, are virtual, and so you just go to our website and click on our program and you'll find them there awesome and uh and your website is that showbiz.com yep that's with a z that's showbiz.com that's awesome you can see that uh and and also there's their um social media handle yep down it's underneath around. sarah nope, follow us uh and if you're listening to this or watching it all of the links are in the description of this episode sarah thank you um it's it's been a wonderful 15 years being your friend and i uh am Look greatly to 15 more i'm greatly looking forward to 15 more and i'm and i'm um and i'm looking forward to having this conversation again in 15 years and saying remember when that was a cool thing and not just the normal thing yes yeah that's, I love that's what i want that warms my heart so much yeah. um, yes so thank you I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, that is one of the best human beings you'll ever meet. Sarah Manyi. Uh, please check out that showbiz at that showbiz. That's with a Z biz, obviously with a Z. Um, and uh, check out that showbiz.com. Again, you can join them from anywhere, not just Toronto. Although if you are in the Toronto area, I highly recommend, uh, going and checking them out in person. Um, that's it for this episode. You can find out more information on everything that we do at 321.media. Uh, thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you soon. No!